And welcome to another episode of G220 Radio. This is episode number 483. Episode 483. Mike is not with us this week. Uh, Mike is in recovery, so please, please keep Mike in prayer. He's uh, possibly going to be going to the uh, SBC convention next week as well, so he won't be us be with us next week either, um, but keep him in prayers as he travels. Uh, and so we want to always be thinking about Mike. And when we get back to our series on First John, which uh, we've kind of been rolling through, um, but taking a break here tonight, because tonight we're going to be talking about Demi Lovato, gospel tracks, and pronouns. And who better to talk about pronouns than the friend of the show, the original Natty P. Brother, how you been? Uh, I'm good. I am indeed Natty P. And my pronouns are this and that. <laughs> this and that. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to talk about some pronouns uh, here tonight on, on the program. And, and uh, it's just, it's a really, it's a strange time in which we live. I don't think that, you know, sometimes I, I hear people, many, many dispensationalists that will say, you know, like, oh, it's so bad. It's the end of the world. You know, this is the end times. Um, and they've been saying it's the end times since the first century. But uh, the reality is there has been times throughout history where things have been bad, where things have looked very, very bleak, where we've seen the uh, homosexual agenda out there. Uh, you know, so those things have have happened in the past, but here in America, the way that things have progressed over the years, we've seen this increase in uh, the culture to shift towards the things that are contrary to the word of God, uh, be more celebrated as we are in June now, which is Pride Month. Right. And so it's it's being celebrated. It's being put out there in the public eye. And if you don't jump on board and celebrate with them. And uh, what's the right word? If you don't approve of what they're doing, then you get the cancel culture thrown at you. Um, and this is the time in which we live. Again, it's not the end of the world. I think the Lord will do what he's going to do with it. And that may just be moving, moving his church in America to where he's purifying it. That's what we may see. But uh, what are your thoughts, man? We're, we're in June. It's Pride Month and uh, so many things that we can talk about here on the show tonight. And hopefully we will get into some of those uh, dealing with Demi Lovato and pronouns and having the, this and that with us on the program. I don't know. It's definitely I definitely agree with you. It's definitely been like this before and uh, before the Great Awakening for the uh, before the Reformation. It was really, really bad. A lot of darkness and illiteracy, not to mention in the church, which would have been the Roman Catholic Church at the time, though there, um, there were smaller evangelical groups throughout history. Uh, there was just widespread, disgusting uh, sexual immorality and all sorts of stuff uh, within the Roman Catholic Church, which was a quasi-political entity uh, in that day. So it's been like this time times in history before it was like this uh in rome before christianity took over rome so it was at least this bad um in uh the the era when christianity first took off so um it i think it's a very um american-centric view uh to think that this is the worst it's ever been or it's definitely the worst it's ever been in America, but um, 
there's that doesn't doesn't mean anything. We just need uh, revival, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here here tonight on the program, we we've titled it, named it Demi Lovato Gospel Tracks and Pronouns, and and you'll understand why I threw gospel tracks in there as we listen to some of the an interview uh, that Demi Lovato was in. Uh, on it's I guess it's called it's pre- called Pretty Big Deal with uh, Ashley Graham. We're gonna play a little bit of that. Uh, we will be interrupting these uh, little segments that we're playing because I don't want to get any strikes against us from YouTube for playing a large portion without interacting with it. But we're gonna try to interact with this uh, as we we listen to some of this interview here um, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions. And what we'll see is these are misconceptions that are being put forth by churches by those that profess to be Christians that are leading people like Demi Lovato to think certain things about Christianity that are not true. And so uh, we're going to kind of look at that here uh, tonight on the program. Um, But one of these things that we're going to start this off with is Demi Lovato. And, And this isn't to pick on Demi Lovato. There's a lot of people that are buying into or trying to push the agenda of, hey, now I'm no longer binary. I'm no longer a male or a female. I'm transgendered or I am non-binary or I am, we're going to talk about some of these other gender identities that are out there. Uh, the reality is there's how many, Nathaniel? I mean, you were saying 72. Yeah. If you look up online, I've seen 72, <laughs> but the reality, <laughs> P struggling over there, but the reality is there's two Two genders. Bible says oh. that he made them male and female. But there is a lot of confusion in the world. And I don't I don't know if uh, this is my personal opinion. I, I can't state this as fact. But I think there's a lot of stars. Demi Lovato may be one of them who are identifying a certain way because it's culturally acceptable and it's becoming more approved with the culture. And it gives you a little more of a notch in your intersectionality, which is a problem that we see here in the United States. Uh, it's this agenda being pushed forth that if you fall into these categories, you know, you go higher up on the chain. Yes. Yeah, so, know? uh, I don't know. I think if you take, take a step back for a minute. Um, I thought you were asking about how many genders were out there that people identified as no, but, um, one of the problems is, um, So what the the sociologists and and the critical theorists have done is they've separated gender from sex and just um, they're not really interchangeable terms. So sex would be uh, male or female uh, and then gender would be the expression of that biological sex. For example, like uh, you're male and you express it as a man. And so men do certain things. Um, and women, women do different things that are female. So, but these things aren't like, these aren't separable from the sex gender and sex are tied, but, um, what, what they've done in critical theory and, uh, not even critical theory, but I don't know what you call it, queer theory, what, whatever they call it, uh, over the past several years is they've separated gender from sex. So whenever you say there's only two genders, that's true in the real world. But um, 
not in make believe, I guess. Yeah. And the the reason that they can do that is because they separate this. Um, it's okay. So it's kind of like Gnostic. The Gnostic dualism. I mentioned this on Facebook and was going to do a video about about this, but Gnosticism separates separates the world into an upper story and a lower story, and so gender is put up in the upper story uh in the in the realm of the spiritual and in, in the unknown uh, unknown um and then and then uh in the lower story in the, in the realm of facts and value or uh, facts and scientific things would be sex so it, it separates this upper and lower story between sex and gender when in reality we we don't have uh an upper story in the lower story um view in, in christianity but um i don't know if that any of that makes any sense what i'm trying to get out no, I, it, I think it makes sense. Um, <clears throat> it's a little, it's a, it's a little complicated the whole situation because what they're doing is making it complicated. Right. You are born male or you are born female. Right. And I mean, back in the day, and again, there was homosexuality back in the day. There was all kinds of perversions back in the day because sin came into the world through Adam. So right. the way that people express that sinful nature may be different over time. Uh, well, it, it always it always comes out as sin. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. But I think what what they're doing is they make it complicated is because, again, back in the day, if a girl who's born biologically a female and she acted more boyish, they would just say, oh, she's a tomboy. And sometimes that would work itself out or sometimes they would be, you know, maybe into homosexuality and, and, and as a lesbian. Right. Um, later on, as they develop that uh, perversion towards that type of lifestyle. I see what Larry says here. He says, uh, I see the problem with designating a new definition to pronouns is going to further the decline of the English language. And so I think what, what they're doing is they, they complicate the situation because it really is just a big old confusing it's, it's confusing for the individuals because they don't even know who they rightly are, you know? Um, and we've seen this and now all of a sudden, I don't even know. I, I honestly couldn't say when this gender identity started to come around this different uh, pronouns and all this stuff. To me, it's kind of new within the last couple years of it being more spoken of. Yeah. I don't know exactly when it came about, but before there was just people saying, well, I'm confused. I don't know if I like girls or I like boys or maybe I like both, or I don't know if I'm a guy or a girl, you know, I'm kind of struggling with where I am, you know? Um, and it, you would always see this in, even in the homosexuality, you will have men who will claim to be homosexual and one may be a little more male uh, in his in his outward appearance where the other one may be a little more feminine. And then the same with, with lesbians, you'd have one who may be more like a female and the other one dressing more like a man, just showing the confusion that we already know in our hearts because God has created us with his moral law written upon our hearts. And so we, we already know we have the, 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 the revelation of, or not revelation. We have the, yeah, the general revelation that's out there in the creation of God being man and woman created that there's two genders. We, we, we know these things, but we, there's the perversion because of sin and sin really does pervert to the point where at some 
some some point God turns you over to that debased mind. Right. And I think that's what we're seeing in our culture today is this perversion going to, I don't want to say to the extreme because there's nothing too extreme that God can't bring it back from, you know, as you was talking about earlier, a revival, you know, this country needs a revival. So go baptize your kids. If you have children, (laughs) did that come through? It did. All right. So let's look at this video here. I'm going to put this over here to share. Uh, And this is just a short clip from her. Demi Lovato's got a, podcast of her own. Um, and again, in doing this, this isn't to pick on Demi Lovato, but being someone who's somewhat famous, and this is kind of the expression that many artists are kind of, some are buying into or jumping into this on this train, so to speak, they're jumping on this, this, uh, this bus and, you know, identifying these ways. And, and some of it, I really do believe this is my personal opinion. As I was saying, I do believe some of these individuals, maybe not don't really honestly identify this way. I'm not saying maybe Demi Lovato does, but many of them I don't think do, but they just say it because it's popular and you can gain, like I said, with intersexuality, you kind of go up a little bit further on the, on the uh, uh, status, you know, for your status. And so I think some people are just doing that for the acceptance. All right. So let's look at this here uh, from this video and listen to some of the things she says. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. In this first episode, I'm excited to share with you what this means. All right, I'm going to stop it there. Uh, let me hide this one here. A couple things stand out. Obviously, we're talking about this identity. She's claiming that she is non-binary. She is claiming that her pronouns are they and them. And then she says she knows who she is in her identity, but she's still trying to figure it out. So it's right. somewhat of a contradiction. This is why I said I think a lot of people, because sin blinds us, are confused and my heart breaks for Demi Lovato because she's confused here. How can you know who you are, but yet you're still trying to work it out and figure it out. This is uh, so, so this is basically um, all out of this movement's reaping uh, the fruit of existentialism. So um, maybe you've uh, listened to lectures before I get all my uh, philosophy secondhand because I'm not that smart uh, to digest and read. Uh, some of these weirdos. So uh, existentialism, the summary of that of that philosophy is existence precedes essence, which means that when I'm whenever I exist, I start existing and I have no real essence or substance to me. It's up to me to discover my substance through uh, through exertion. So I'm I'm trying to give myself an essence, uh, as it were, uh, carve that essence out to find. So, so it's basically, I'm looking for my authentic self when I still don't know if I'm the self who's existing, who's going to get to that essence. So it's, it's like, it's basically, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, 
mind bottling. Yeah. Um, it's confusing. And, and I, I, I feel it, that, and, and we've, we've had these conversations. I mean, this year we, we were unable to go to the Cleveland pride. Um, they did have a pride parade, but it was for, you know, vehicle parade. Um, and we weren't able to go to that last year. They did the same thing. We went down to Cleveland, but we didn't participate in that because again, they did the pride ride, so to speak, because of COVID. But the year before and the years previous to that, a couple years before that as well, uh, we would go down and share the gospel at the Cleveland Pride. And we've had many conversations with people. And again, I'm saying this because from experience, not that experience dictates truth, but we have the word of God, which is truth. And so we know there's two genders there. But the the reality is a lot of the uh, uh, conversations that we have, interactions that we have, you see a lot of um, hurt in these people, a lot of confusion in those who, who are saying that they, they're no longer identifying themselves as a, as a man. If they're a man, they're saying they're a woman they're transgendered, or there's a lot of confusion. Right. Yeah, most definitely. And, and I think like where, I guess where I was, was going with, with all that, with the existentialism is maybe, maybe some of the, uh, Maybe some of the big wigs or the more famous people like I don't know about I don't know any of these people personally, but there was one I listened to on a, one of Demi Lovato's podcasts who um, definitely sounded like she knew what she was doing. But um, so with, with with the way that this existence um, precedes essence actually works itself out in this stuff um, and the reason it creates so much confusion is because these people are in a state of flux of always becoming and and never have any idea what they are. And so that, and they're also taught that they're in this fluid state of flux. And so, so that they're looking for this authentic self. And in reality, what they, what they've done is they've taken out the mooring of who you are. Um, and we've, we've lost, um, in our, in our society, even somewhat in uh, the, at least the bigger church, um, the bigger American church, we've lost the, the idea of what is a human and what is a human for? What is a man and, and what is he for? And what is a woman and what is a woman for? So there's no, um, there's no identity um, as an image bearer of God and then as a, as a man uh, of God. So, so we've lost the idea. Whenever you cut, cut out that, bottom and you you have to be self-creating or uh, self-identifying or self-defining um it's almost i don't know when i when i was little um i was put in a confusing situation i was told that i could be whatever i wanted to be when i grew up and still haven't figured out what that is yet but um it's kind of it's it still comes out of that same sort of a thing you be what you want to be and you define decide your your own I don't know what you are, I guess, you yeah. know, typically it's talking about careers when parents tell their kids that, but, um, still that but they searching, take it too far. Yeah. Searching for identity. Yeah. And, and, and I think again, a lot of probably parents when they've said that to their children, like you said, they're, they're referring to career, right. but even in that, I mean, depending on how, how you take scriptures from the word of God, Right. There are some roles that you can't just be whatever you want. 
a woman can't just be a pastor. God says, no, that's not your role. There are some things men can't do that women can do like have a baby, you know? Um, and it gets very, this whole, this whole identity crisis that we're seeing within the LGBTQ community and being pushed upon society as if it is an actual thing can also be dangerous because if you have a man who is actually a woman, but has had all these operations and looks like a man, like like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And then he has some health problems. If he goes in there and does not say to them, to the doctors that he is biologically a woman, there could be complications in how they treat the individual, right? So this confusion that they want you to buy into could be hard. Well, it is harmful ultimately for your soul and harmful to the body, especially when you start to mutilate your body. Um, but also can have those repercussions when it comes to your health care. Right. That's uh, absolutely true. Um, and not to mention another repercussion um, is that this worldview that we're seeing is it's a it's a extremely atomized worldview where I'm um, cut off, cut off from. I'm looking for my true self and you're looking for your true self. And I can barely know my true self, so I can also barely know your true self. And I'm trying to live my authentic self. And so I don't want things that get in my way that are going to interrupt that. And so I'm going to do whatever I can to keep pushing um, to find my authentic self. And And it cuts us off from knowing one another. Because I barely know myself, and so how am I going to know whether you're your authentic self if I don't know what my authentic self is yet? Um, and then, and then, as I'm living my story, I see myself in a way that's disconnected from everyone else's story. Like there's no, um, and you can probably probably see this looking around, even with people who aren't in this movement in in America today. There's there's no uh sense of uh corporate identity in america it's everybody whether i say american christians or whether i say uh american citizens or american this or there's no corporate or or tribal identity um it's all atomized but especially in 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 this movement um it's atomization separation from one another and really isolating and, and, and so with that said, I guess where I was going with the, the idea of repercussions, you mentioned repercussions, as I'm, I basically am looking for my authentic self and not caring who I trample on or who I hurt. So so I was listening, maybe we'll get to, so, so I was listening to Demi Lovato on an, another clip, uh, or not a clip, a full podcast where this woman, Glennon Doyle, had um, been married to, to a man. Mm-hmm. And then um, she ended up deciding that she was uh, her authentic self was better um, served by being married to a woman. And um, so she left the man and the children and then went with this woman. And then they're having this queer queer identity, um, whatever they call it. Um, I don't don't know they're all, all their identities couldn't keep it. But anyway. Uh, and they're they're they've got a, a a young child who's come out as whatever they're coming out as, whatever he I think he was a he coming out as and and stuff and 
just all this all these effects of of this this identity and this ideology just leaves a trail of destruction i guess um yeah yeah it absolutely does and i mean um I mean, you, you can take that even even apart from the, the homosexual and the LGBTQ agenda. If a husband cheats on his wife and, right. and it, it, it affects the family. Right. You know, I mean, if you have a little child and you cheat on your spouse and then you separate because of that and divorce because of that, that child is affected. People always think that, well, it's not hurting anybody. Why can't I just love who I want to love? Why can't I just do the things that I want to do? Well, because one, you don't really understand what love is. You know, God explains to us what love is in his in his word. And it's not about always trying to meet your self selfish needs. You know, love is is giving of yourself to others. And that's really not loving your own children. And then to add that perversion on top of it. Now, not only as you're saying in this podcast, and I did listen to that one as well. We don't have any clips from that one to here today, but I did listen to that one, but now you're not only hurting your, your husband and that family situation. And then the in-laws and, and other relatives that were a part of that family for however long, but now you're affecting the child to the point where now the child is questioning their own identity. And now if it's a boy, he's thinking he's a girl right. or wanting to be with other boys. I mean, it, it, it really does. This perversion just goes further and it is harmful. I know that they don't see it as being harmful because it's just love who you want to love. And why does, how does me doing what I want to do affect other people? Um, because you can't see past your own selfishness. Right. Because of the sin of of pride, which is, you know, used as a banner today to carry as the uh, slogan for the LGBTQ community. But the Bible says that pride is sin. Right. And that any sin, regardless of what it is, will lead you straight to hell, to the eternal conscious torment thrown and cast into the lake of fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels and all those who do not come to faith in Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important that regardless of whatever the sin is, if you're trapped in this LGBT community, or if you're an adulterer cheating on your spouse, or if you're a thief or a liar or a blasphemer against God, repent, which is a change of mind. It's a turning from that to Christ. And I, and, and, and identifying with Christ, who you really are before him, a sinner, lost, and hopeless. Right. And you turn to Christ, who's the only one that can set you free from that and save you. Absolutely. All right, so one of the things that she said in that clip, if you can remember, she talked about fluidity. Me and Nathaniel kind of talked about this a little bit before the program. Again, not to, not to pick on Demi Lovato here, but... The definition of this word is, it's a noun, fluidity, the ability of a substance to flow easily, uh, also is smooth elegance or grace. But this is the one that I believe is really fitting, uh, the state of being unsettled or unstable, changeability. If, if everything is just constantly changing, you have no absolute truth to stand upon. Right. Right. And that's what you see with those who deny the truth from the word of God 
They deny the one who has created them and they seek to find approval or identity in everything other than the one who's created them. And you're unstable. And the Bible tells us that a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's like, uh, it's like, uh, the, the, whenever, whenever you exchange the eternal, uh, for for the finite, finite's not not meant to. Uh, so so it says in Romans one they exchange the the glory of the in, incorruptible God for for uh, for an image in the form of corruptible man and uh, birds and four footed animals and crawling creatures. So the the glory the weight of God only God can handle that weight. And so whenever you give that weight. To a finite thing, whether it's yourself, whether it's a, a four-footed animal or a crawling creature or a bird um, or anything under heaven, um, it, it can't bear that weight. Uh, there's only one foundation it, it, that, that can handle uh, the necessity. We've been created uh, for God and, 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 and naturally, I don't know where I'm going with this, but Maybe you can pick up, pick up. I've lost my train. I've gone off the train of thought. Well, I mean, the Bible tells us in Romans 1 there that when you exchange the natural uses of a man, when you exchange the, the, what God has created in nature to function a certain way, that God turns you over to that debased mind, to a reprobate mind. And that's a scary place for anyone to be in because when God has turned you over, you got to wonder, is there ever a point where he may bring you back? And I, I think of at times, because I, I do believe that we can be saved, but I, I also, there's a part of me that thinks that when, once you reach a certain point, God's, you know, he's already turned you over to that. But you think of like Nebuchadnezzar, right? Who was taking the glory for himself and God makes him go crazy for what is it like seven years eating as if he wasn't a cattle. Yeah, there we go. Eating grass but God brings him back yeah. from that insanity. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that anybody that is in this movement is so lost that they can never be saved. God could bring you out of that, but it's a scary place to be in when you continuously keep pushing God away and saying, no, I'd rather stay in my rebellion against him than give him the glory and recognition that he created me and he created me male. And so why am I seeking to, uh, pervert what he has created as if God somehow made a mistake. Right. Uh, these, uh, go ahead. Another thing that it's not, I don't know. I was just going to make a comment on something else from this segment of the, of the video we were watching, but um, I don't know. No, go ahead. If you, if you, okay. I, sorry. I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, I was just thinking about, uh, what she had said, how she had been working through some issues and everything. Um, I think there's a human element to all this too. Uh, because it, you remember listening on that, that episode, they, they kept talking about all this recovery and all these, uh, emotional, various emotional, uh, problems that they were having before they came into these, 
Um, you, you remember what I'm talking about, Ricky, from that, that other interview? Uh, they're talking about being in the 12-step program and struggling with eating disorders and all this right. stuff. Yeah. And, and so, so some of these people, uh, Demi Lovato being one of them, uh, is very has been very confused about about things, looking for hope in 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 that 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 glory uh, elsewhere for a long time. Um, uh, she, she having this these eating disorders, having uh, I don't know if she had drug drug problems. I can't remember, but yeah. um, her friend she had her, substance problems. Yeah, yeah, her friend also had uh, substance problems, and so um, so like it's like they're looking for a savior. Um, in this, in, in, in they're not finding it in what they're turning to. Um, in fact, this worldview comes out of uh, this existentialism that, that I was talking about earlier. Um, takes like like we just said uh, the glory and puts it back on on the person and says that they have to deliver themselves out of the mess. And so that's like this whole quest is we have people with real problems and real hurt being told that they've got to deliver themselves out of their, their confusion and their mess. And, and so that, that I think is, is where all this, this comes to a head. And um, we, we see it a little bit more maybe humanized. I don't know. Yeah. That sin begins, begets sin. So, so some of these people may have been abused or whatever, and, and they've been sinned against uh, in some way, but then that leads them to commit their own sins that they're then responsible for, you know? Right. And I'm just going to say this. I don't know if, if you agree with me or if others would agree with me, but I think in, in Demi Lovato's case and many of these young Disney star actors or actresses, you think of uh, whoever the one is that plays Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana uh, I think Miley Cyrus or um, so many others that you've seen, their lives are just a mess. Like they have this career, this fame, make all this money at a young age. And then they just, they let it rip and they just, they're caught up in drugs and substance, other substance abuses, alcoholism, you know, um, lifestyles of just being out there in, uh, um, uh, what's the word, uh, fornicating this fornicating, uh, lifestyles where they're just sleeping around and, and just so much problems. And so my opinion, my thought is uh, you, you see these, I've seen these, uh, I have children and you see these things come through or stuff being mailed out that say your child might be the next Disney star or whatever, bring them to these auditions. And I'm like, no way. I, I would, I would never want to put my child in a situation where at a young age, when they can't even think properly and just enjoy life as a child, to put them in there to this fame where now they're just being, people are throwing themselves at them and they're making all kinds of money. They can buy all these things that they want. And, and look at how many relationships fall apart because the parents are the ones trying to be their, whatever their uh, agent or whatever. And then they end up splitting from their parents because they just trying to take my money. And I mean, it just causes so many problems, you know, and, and that's just my opinion. I don't know if others agree with me or not. You can let me know at g220radio at gmail.com. But for me as a parent, I wouldn't want to put my child in that kind of situation. I'd want to protect them from those things. Yeah, most definitely. Um, that's another uh, that's another reason that this stuff, we, I admit, earlier I said, uh, talk about like the atomization, which 
obviously atomization happens um, anytime you sin. You know, obviously cut off. But um, this 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 stuff, um, and and probably the reason we've seen so much more sin increase is because we see ourselves cut off, and in in the the way that they've been destroying uh, the family uh, consistently, they being whoever the people are promoting uh, fatherlessness, no fault, divorce, uh, all, all that stuff, whoever they, they, they've been uh, eroding the family. And, and so it leads to all these things. When I don't have a dad at home, I, I got to wonder who, who am I as a little boy? Um, who am I as a little girl? Uh, whenever I don't, whenever I'm not connected um, to my, my family, I, 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 whenever my dad's not there and I don't have an, a family identity that's what that causes me to go searching for another identity right and and so that way that relates to what you just said is parents should be protecting and taking care of their children uh, specifically fathers but um they should be helping to ensure that their children are brought up in the most um fear and admonition of the Lord looking way, um, protected, um, from that, which is outside and schooled, uh, schooled in the ways of dealing with those outside things so that they can effectively navigate the world as a member of, of their household, uh, as they grow and, and, and go on. But, um, yeah, I think that because we don't have that anymore, because whoever the, they is, have been tear, tearing those moorings of the traditional family down over the past 60 years. Um, that's, that's why we have a lot of these problems, whether it's the, the, the genderqueer movement, whether it's the, 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 any other sin, alcoholism, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, pick any one of them, uh, all comes back to fathers and the family. Um, kick it back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get into this next clip, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to talk about some of these different identity terms, these gender identity terms. Uh, Nathaniel and I was talking about some of these before the show. Now, when you look this up online, because I was looking up how many different genders are there, because I wanted to see what the world says, how many, I know there's two, but I wanted to see what the world says. And it said 72. Then I clicked on this site and they didn't give you 72. That says, this is not all of them, but here's a few, right? Because you have to make this stuff up, like literally. So here's one we all have heard about transgender. So this is someone who is born male or born female. And then they say that they are transgender. They are not, they are born in the wrong body. So they really should be, if they're a male, a woman, right? We, we kind of know what that one is. M mainly, most people would know what that one is. Cisgendered, which is a, a term that really I haven't heard much of in my lifetime until like the last few years. People say, I'm cis, that person's a cisgendered individual. Uh, and this is just a term that describes someone whose gender matches what they are assigned at birth. And I hate that assigned at birth. <laughs> it's not that you're assigned <laughs> a male at birth. You're born a male. It's clear. It's there. So you um, have a masculine gender. Yeah. And then uh, the non-binary, which we're talking about here, binary just meaning two. Uh, and so there's two genders, but this non-binary saying, you know, no, there's, uh, I don't identify as a man or a what, woman. What? So, so you're either 
even in that though, um, you're either you're either binary or you're non-binary. There's two. Two again. Yeah. 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 And then you have this gender queer, which it says <laughs> it says someone may identify as gender queer if their gender identity is neither male nor female. It's kind of like what we just heard with non-binary. You're saying right. like, I don't identify as it. Like a lot of this is just, you can only go either you're male or female. And then you, you start making up foolish things. Honestly, you just start making up foolish um, definitions of these words that you're putting together to identify yourself as something uh, other than what God has created you. It says neither male nor female is between or beyond genders or is some combination of genders. So like, it's not, okay. So this identity is often related to, or in reaction to the social construct of gender. So how, where else do we hear the social construct stuff? Uh, I mean, I hear it when it comes to um, critical race theory and, right. and a lot of these things, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff is going to feed in together because guess what? Guess what the LGBTQ community is going to use? Right. They're going to use race and racism as a way to promote and push their agenda. And racism is sin. We, we, would, we would acknowledge that. So is the LGBTQ community. Sin. It's sin. That's why you got to turn to Christ. Um, then you've got uh, gender expression. Gender expression is about how someone acts or presents themselves to the world. For example, does someone wear makeup? Do they wear dresses? Do they prefer? Again, the, the scriptures speak against these things. The scripture says that a man is not to wear women's clothing. It's just, you're not supposed to do these things. Um, the Bible says we're created male and female. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 1 that the man, the male, is to cleave to his, his wife, to leave the parents, and that two become one flesh. Nowhere in scripture is this idea that the creator creates us and he made a mistake. You're really, you're created a male, but you're supposed to be a woman. God doesn't make mistakes. He's created you that way. And it's really sad because the perversion of sin causes people to go so far to the extreme that they start to mutilate themselves because they think that they're something trapped in whatever body they're born in. Right. Right. And the, that's, that's what we've given up, Ricky, uh, create cr the creator. Uh, that's why we have this. Um, because we, as a church, have abandoned our metaphysic and uh, we've given up the story of in the beginning, God made mankind in his image, made man in his image, male and female, he created them. We've abandoned that. Uh, and instead we tolerate uh, within the realms of orthodoxy, uh, allow people latitude in, in confessional situations uh, where where they're taking latitude on whether the earth was created in the space of six days and all very good uh, by word of God's power. Um, they're taking latitude on these things. And so um, whenever we don't buy it as, as, as the American church and we, we feel sheepish and unreasonable for believing that God made the world and everything in it. No wonder, no wonder uh, we have all these problems. Uh, so you give up the metaphysic, you give up the story, you give up all those things behind reality. And that's, that's what, that, this is what we have. Uh, you have nothing to anchor you 
anchor you down. Yeah. A couple more here is gender neutral. Uh, this is someone who feels they are neither male or female and they may identify as gender neutral. What about the other genders? Why is it either you're neither male nor female? Why do they not add those other genders within the definition of being gender neutral? Because the reality is you can't argue against biology. You can't argue against truth. You know, all, all truth is God's truth. You know, the reason we can operate and have science is because we have a God who is a logical God, is a God who gives us the ability to do those kind of things, to, to produce science. And the biology just does not add up. You know that there's two genders. And the other one here, the last one before we get to the video here is gender fluid, which means you may, ref you may refer to a gender which varies over time. Sometimes you identify as one gender. Sometimes you fluctuate to the other and go back and forth. That, what, what did we already say? The Bible says that a, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, I mean, when you look at, we've gone through a series on Proverbs. And when you look at the wisdom that is in Proverbs, Christ being the wisdom of God and power of God. And when you operate outside of that, you're left with this. You don't have the wisdom of God. You cannot operate in an intellectual way that produces anything good, you're left with unstable, uh, confused, confusion, foolishness, yeah. you know, debauchery. You're left with all of these things that are opposite of the wisdom of God. You're really left with, uh, left without any truth, Peter, goodness. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into this uh, clip here. Now, I'm playing this out of fair use. Um, we are going to talk about this as well um, here on the program and, and chop it up over this, uh, just kind of talk about it. So here we go. Uh, let's put this in here and listen to some of this. If I can figure out where to play it. You're not supposed to do this, but I made this pact with God. I was much younger, and I was just like, look, God, like, if you make me famous, if you make me a singer... And you give me Grammys and stuff, like I will do your word. It's just like, okay, you gotta hold up your end of the bargain. Like, what difference are you gonna make in this world? What change right. are you gonna make? Right. The first thing that I ever spoke out about was bullying. And and I think as time went on, I started speaking about more and more things that I felt passionate about and Or things that were affecting you. As or were well. affecting me, yeah. Like mental health, I thought was a really important yes, one. Definitely mental health. Then people started calling me like problematic. They would be like Oh, she complains about everything. You can't please everybody. You just no. got to stay true to yourself. What has your faith been like? For All right. Before we get into the her faith question there, um, just a couple things there. The, the whole, she even acknowledged it. I know you're not supposed to do this. Make a pact with God. No, you don't make pacts with God, right? You don't say, Lord, if you do this for me, I'm going to live my life this way. And and also, you know, like living out her her own truth there is you don't really know who you are, you know? I don't know if there's anything you want to add there. That was just a small thing there. I just wanted to kind of touch on. Yeah, that, that's, uh, so I don't know which God she's talking about. Her hair's obviously a little longer. So I'm assuming this video's uh, some, yeah, it's a little some, older. While, some while back. Uh, so, but but if you see the hair in that video, it's it's a little while ago and she's already got the stay true to yourself authentic self uh stuff it's already there yeah but obviously 
not staying true to that self because she has progressed to where she is now. Right. So again, it's this continuously trying to find that identity. And, and we see this not even just with the LGBTQ community, because again, not just picking on that, but I see it with Hebrew Israelites and I see it with so many other people. They're trying to find an identity, something that they can hold on to. And if you don't find it in Christ, like, like Nathaniel said, you have no goodness. You have nothing that you can hold on to. All you have that's ahead of you is an eternal conscious torment. That's it. And we don't say that because we're not trying to scare you into uh, having a, a relationship with Christ because that's not how it works. We're telling you this because that's the reality. And what does work is coming to faith in Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can set you free from the bondage of your sin and where that will lead you. All right, so let's go back to uh, some more of this. Are you walking through this chapter of life? My faith has been renewed a lot mm. over the past year and a half of my life. I have never experienced miracles mm -hmm. uh, firsthand. Like I've heard about them. Right. I think when you go through something that's so life altering and when the end result is something that no one was expecting, I think that's a miracle. And yeah. I think it's a miracle. I'm sitting here today. So my faith was so renewed by mm. everything that I went through. And then I also just had a, a trip where I went um, to Israel and I got baptized in the River of Jordan. Oh, chills. Yeah, where Jesus got oh, baptized. So and beautiful. it was all these places that I had just grew up reading about in the Bible. My Aunt Kathy and my Uncle Jason. All right, before we get there, anything you want to say on what you heard there? Um... Yeah, she, okay, she, so in this and the other stuff I've heard her talk about her faith, her faith, um, what, what exactly is she talking about? Because she mentions faith a lot um, in what, what I've heard uh, her say, and faith isn't this um, amorphous thing. It's not just a feel-good feeling. Um, Faith is a, a verb which requires a, a direct object. So you have to have an object into which to place your faith um, for it to, it doesn't do anything. I, I, I believe. What do you believe? It's like saying, I believe. What do you believe? It's, it's like, so she's saying faith, but what exactly is she believing in it at this point? Um, she mentions going to the Holy Land and getting baptized and all this cool stuff that sounds like it'd be fun to do, but um, what, what's the object of her faith at this point? Yeah, and she does mention Jesus. She said she's read the Bible as she was a, when she was a kid growing up. Um, and again, when you look at when people say this, this is, this is the problem, I think, with a lot of American evangelicalism is a lot of people claim to have faith. A lot of people claim to have read the Bible or claim to follow Jesus. But the Jesus that they're following isn't the one that's revealed to us in the scriptures. It's the, it's the one, one they've created in their own mind. It's the one who's looking for his own authentic self. Yeah. All right, let's go back here. Let me share this again. And took me to this church convention, this Pentecostal church convention, um, when I was a preteen. And they were like, What are you doing today? And I was like, I'm literally laying around watching TV, nothing. They were like, Come to this church convention. And I was like, Okay. So we went. I'm the only kid in our little group, right? So I have to go to the youth service. 
and they go to the adult service. So I'm okay. like, all right, y'all didn't tell me that. Right. Like, you're going to leave me when we get We're here? Separated. That's not fair. Exactly. Rude. I'm in like, this youth service with a couple hundred kids, and I don't know anybody, but I'm just like standing there in the back, and then this woman starts speaking in tongue, and I can't remember if she was translating or the woman next to her, but anyways, this woman, she prophesized over me, and the translation was, first of all, she pointed to me, I'm in the back of the room, and she said, come here, and so I'm like, oh, God, um, no like pun I'm intended. In yeah, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> she puts her hand on my head, and she starts speaking in tongue. The translation was, you're going to be a hero to thousands of people someday through art. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, music. I know, I know, you're telling me this, but I already know it. She just looks at me and she goes, are you ready? And I was like, yes, yes, I'm ready. Like, Wait, but I got chills again when she you're said, You're going to get ready? even more chills because the story gets better. So I go home. I'm like, wow, that was... I mean, uh, I hate when that screen goes back like that. I always have to flip it out. Um, <clears throat> but... Some of the things there real quick, because she's going to, this are you ready is going to come up again. And this is what we're going to get into gospel tracks here in a minute. But um, this whole, this is, this is a problem and it's happened. It's happened to me before. I went to a Baptist quote unquote revival uh, years, years and years ago where it was, it was in a, a, a more, it was in a more of a, um, it was a church that was different. When I grew up in an independent fundamentalist Baptist church, it was very conservative. Like we did not clap our hands. We didn't raise them or any of that stuff. But I went into this other Baptist church that that was their practice. They was doing these things, you know, clapping their hands, raising, no big deal. Just, you know, they were still Baptists and whatnot. Um, and so I went to it cause I was invited to this revival type thing. And then at the end, these individual, like the, the message was horrible these individuals got up and they started praying over people and prophesying over people. And I'm like, what is going on here? And the, the problem is what, what happens in many of these places is people can say something to you in a general sense. You know what I mean? And it, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't, I don't want to say anything. It's man. the it's same just, undergirdings, man. It's the same undergirdings as the, is the other thing that we've been talking about. It's this secret knowledge that comes from the the the, the top story, and uh, doesn't have anything to do with the the lower story of scripture. It's this divided two story secret knowledge kind of deal um, within the within. Uh, I'm assuming that they were part of the church corporate. Yeah. And George Alvarado, brother, glad to have you with us. He says, such ambiguous chatter, typical profo lies. Which is what a lot of them do that. They just, you know, prophesy over you. And then uh, it's just a bunch of ambiguous general sense kind of stuff. Hold on. Let me bring that back on the screen. So she talked about, are you ready? Just to kind of set that up. And now she's going to talk about. You know, this is where we're going to get into some gospel tracks here. Well, they're like, you need to write this down, whatever. So a couple years go by. I auditioned for two projects um, with at the, on, in the same day. And then I fly back home to LA, or to Texas from L.A. to wait to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm waiting to hear. Because this is still when you're auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm about, I think I'm 14 here. I go to the water park one day. 
and I get sunburned, so I go to Walgreens. This is, I am horrible at telling stories. I will give you every detail. Um, um, I'm kind of, like, here for it, so Okay, okay, great. So I go into Walgreens, I get my, like, aloe vera, <laughs> but as I'm, like, going in, on the welcome mat, you know, the big yeah. black mat in yeah. front of the opening doors, um, there's this business card, and it's just this black business card with yellow writing that says, are you ready? Oh. question mark. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. I knew exactly what that was. So I picked it up, I flip it over, and it's got a Bible verse on the back of it. Like, it's not, like, for, like, some lawn landscaping company. You no. know what I mean? Do you I was remember like, what Mom, Bible verse it is? Oh, it was sorry. about Judgment Day. Okay. So Revelation it didn't, or something. Yes, it didn't have necessarily anything to do with my career. But <laughs> I, I like something later in life. But I saw this card, and it said, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm ready, God. And... Literally a couple days later, I got the phone call that I booked not only one of the gigs, but both of them. One was Camp Rock and one was Sunny with a Chance. Oh, my God. All right. Let me get that out of there. I think we'll leave that there. We won't go back. There's like 40 seconds, seven seconds left on that. But so she does acknowledge. She says, you know, it's not. She knows it's not related, but she likes to think it is. So she does make that acknowledgement, to be fair. But the reality is, when I when I heard this, I was just thinking, praise God, somebody picked up an Are You Ready gospel track, right? Now, I believe that God's Word does two things. It either is used to bring that person to saving faith or as judgment against them, right? Praise God that the gospel tracks were out there, and she picked it up, and she knew what it was. And she even says it was a track on, on Judgment Day. So... <clears throat> Hey, gospel tracks are now now where Debbie Lovato is right now. She seems to have had some type of background in Christianity, you know, even if it was very, very limited as much as what she has been taught about what Christianity is. She still has some some understanding of, of that. She understood what a gospel track was. And, you know, maybe someday the Lord will bring her out of that and bring her to saving faith. But I think. In this, the positive thing that we can take away from this is you never know who's going to pick up a gospel track, right. right? Now, again, where she's at right now, it doesn't seem or show as if, you know, the Lord is working in her life in that way. But again, the story's not finished. It's not complete yet. So we can pray for her and we should pray for her. But I just want to encourage you that gospel tracks are effective tools. Because right. they're going to do one of one of two things. Anytime you share the gospel, God's either going to use it to bring that person to saving faith, or He's going to use it in judgment against them. Well, that that uh, yeah, of course they're effective. That that uh, has a one hundred percent success rate whenever you hand someone a gospel track, like you're saying. Um, it goes back to um, all back to teleology. Uh, what is it for? So if if someone asks us. Does a gospel track work? Um, yes, it works because what is it for? It's to, to get the word of God into the hands of someone. Yeah, uh, it's to get convey the message, and then what? It just the same same way as uh, you know, pe people people the street street they'll ask us on the street, "Do you ever led anybody to Jesus?" Well, of course, every single one of them, uh, because we're all leading them to Jesus. It's just what you do with it. So, so whenever you want to know if something works, you got to ask what it's for. And, and I think it was in this case, case alone, uh, 
with Demi Lovato. It got the message into her ha hands. And then uh, whatever you want to say about uh, the direction she took the message in. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, well, I look that. at it like this too, right? I'm 44 years old right now. I didn't get saved until I was 32 years old. Right. But I grew up in church from as earliest as I can remember. I think I was, it was like kindergarten or, or around that time frame. Maybe it was right before kindergarten. We started going to church and I went all the way up until my teen years when I started to work and then I didn't go anymore. And I went off and joined the military. I always thought I was a Christian, but I wasn't until I turned 32 years old. So all that time, those things that others had instilled in me or taught me when I was growing up in those Sunday school classes, Right. And my grandmother praying for me and other people over time, you know, when I would go in and out of churches when I was in the military and I'd go to a new duty station and I'd check out a church in that area. All those times that I've heard the word of God. When I was 32, God brought all of that to the forefront. So my hope yeah, in this exactly. for Demi Lovato is that, you know, because again, that's my whole life. And then I'm 32 years old and I get saved. Right. right? So she's still a young, young lady. Um, so by the time, you know, she comes to the end of her life, I pray that God will have at some point in her, her life brought her to that realization of all those times. And even maybe even that gospel track comes to mind and that judgment verse comes to mind, whatever it was that she read and God uses it and brings her to saving faith. Right. Yes. That's a, that's a, about about how it works. Uh, all those all all those pourings in that each person does. God weaves it all together, and hopefully, hopefully it works out for her. Yeah. So what the Bible says about homosexuality, it says it's sin. What the Bible says about genders, it says there's two. You know. But what the Bible also says that all who have sinned fall short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. But it says the gift of God is eternal life. And that's only through Christ, Christ Jesus. And so, Nathaniel, I mean, and I would plead with you if you've tuned into the show because Demi Lovato's name is in, in the title. Uh, we pray that you listen to what we had to say and hear our hearts in this. We pray that you would come to saving faith in Jesus Christ because there's nothing more important. Because apart from Christ, there is no life. There is no hope. There, there's nothing outside of, of, of this, this universe without Christ. Because you will live for eternity. You know, it'll be eternal death in this place of torment. And again, I don't say that because I'm trying to scare you. It's the reality. That's the truth. And we want you to be warned so that you could be wise and that you could turn to Christ. Right. Any, go ahead, man. Any last words? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that that's um, to to come to Christ is the only way to be truly human, uh, to be your your true authentic self. And uh, he remakes us again after the image of God and the whole person uh, through his Holy Spirit. Um, and not only that, not only does he give us. I was thinking about this today. He doesn't just give us personal salvation. He gives us a corporate salvation. So we're not just now isolated Christians uh, who are now awkward and cast off by society or part of a corporate people 
We're part of the church of the living God. And so the great promise of God is that someday he'll come back and fix everything that's wrong, whether it's our broken bodies, uh, whatever we've done to them, uh, or, or the broken planet. And the dwelling of God will be uh, with his people. Um, and so that's that's the hope. That's it eschatological hope is that it's not okay right now um the only way for it to be okay is to come to christ and god uh god will give you peace now and perfect blessedness uh later um in christ in christ who's a person to a real person to to be trusted and be held that's why i was so uh off put on uh talking about faith Faith, 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 but nobody that you trust in, nobody you put your object of your faith in. Um, so come to the person who is Christ, who is the true human, and uh, get heaven and earth thrown in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's been G220 Radio for tonight. I want to thank uh, our friend of the show here, Natty P, for coming in and and uh, talking with me about this topic here tonight. I want to thank those that was interacting with us in the chat there, George Alvarado, Larry Schultz, and Ken Heisel. Uh, thanks for coming in and, and interacting with us. We appreciate that. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about the things we've said, you can email me at g220radio at gmail.com. Again, that's g220radio at gmail.com. Please, we would love to hear your feedback. Even if you don't agree with us, we would love to, we would desire to have the conversation with you. We want to discuss it with you. Um, and we would do so graciously, uh, because we care for your soul and, uh, we would love for you to interact with us. So again, g 20 radio at gmail.com and you can do so there until next week. This has been G220 radio. God bless. And good night.